there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. Guys, I'm back. He's back. He's back. He had a great COVID. John, how was your COVID? <laughs> it, was a, it was a good COVID. My last COVID nearly killed me, so this was a, a huge uh, relief from whatever the fuck happened last time. I guess I nice. was due. Nine months since yeah. my last case of COVID, my only case of COVID, so now I'm two for two in less than a year. God awesome. Really great. We're still in the intro, though, so we'll have to come back to that in a second. So no, let's that's not right. come back to that. Let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's good to have you back, friend. So we try to uh, keep it positive on this here podcast so we don't dive into the scrutiny and the nitpicky. We try to keep it positive, try to have fun watching movies. It's very important when we talk about this movie. We have to try our best to talk about how fun it is to watch movies. So anytime you hear this sound... That means that we have to take a drink. We kind of hope that you at home drink along with us. At home. We specify at home. Not behind the wheel of a car. Not in a boat. Yeah. Not at your <laughs> university that you're giving a lecture at. Not, not, uh, yeah. Is that a 3,000 years of longing joke? Which is our episode that we just recorded, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> we do start this show off, though, with a customary shot. So pour yourselves a glass. Yep. Cheers. 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 Oh, boy. <sighs> I love how we Let's have this. Get ready to lug some bins around. Uh, let's get ready to apparently steal some shopping carts. A lot of shopping carts in this movie. Um, I mean, yeah. We're gonna. I love how with the shot you could hear us swallow. So <laughs> Jeff, Dave, and John coming at you. We're talking about Samaritan today. This just appeared on your Amazon Prime. If you're wondering what what this movie is, it's this little, the Sylvester Stallone movie that you. The only time I ever saw this being advertised is when I watched the Yankees game on Amazon Prime, which pisses mm. people off whenever Amazon gets the Yankees games or any MLB games. But And if you're an executive at MGM Studios, you're wondering why the fuck this is on Amazon Prime and not in the theaters because <laughs> they didn't tell them they were going to do it. Ooh, shit. <laughs> this is part of the MGM merger with Amazon. They decided to go straight to streaming. So MGM Studios and Balboa Productions, the two, the two quote-unquote production studios behind this. I don't think Balboa did anything financially, but... Dude, right. streaming needs to get this shit together or no one's going to work with them. Is that fucking crazy? Wow. Yeah. So HBO was <laughs> cutting their losses. This is... Are we getting I, into oh, the graves, Mr. Well, well, Mr. No, Green? It's, it's similarly themed. Well, do, well, yeah, we're still on task. So we're going to... So if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. We try to keep it spoiler-free for about 10 minutes or so so you can get our initial takeaways, what we think, what we feel about the movie, and then we'll dive in and we'll really dive into the story and, and some spoilers and stuff. But before we get into Samaritan, which we're already starting to you know, get giddy about here, we have been trying to get the segment one minute gripes so that we can get these off our chest at the top of this episode, get some drinking going, 60 second timers. Who has gripes today? I have one. Dave, you definitely have one. John, do you have a I gripe? I have one. I don't. I've been in my COVID bubble. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have a gripe. I had fucking COVID. I'll do, I'll do mine because Dave, you did one of the last. I have a lot. gripe. Wear your mask, motherfuckers. I'll do mine. Yeah. And mine's, mine's petty as fuck. So I'll do mine. Dave, can you please start the timer? I will start the timer. All right. So there's a lot of stuff talking about student debts and how it's just like a handout for the student, you know, whatever. And I'm not going to get political here. I don't want to do that. It's going to inflation, whatever. What I want to talk about is these motherfuckers that fly helicopters over Manhattan as if it's their goddamn playground that they're flying over. And we're just fucking ants on the bottom. I was at the park for Chloe's birthday last weekend. And we had to, we, these helicopters fly so fucking low. They're clearly coming from the Teterboro airport in New Jersey, the kind of airport where people fly two people at a time across the fucking country to these private airports 
airports. Great, you have money. That's fantastic. But if it's noise polluting my fucking birthday party because you suckers that refuse to take a car, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself so hard. I hope we tax the fuck out of you. We take your goddamn money. And if you want to have money, that's great. But don't <laughs> leave me out of this because you always say like, oh, it's just me and my business. But stop noise polluting my fucking birthday party, you pieces of shit. That's my great. Boom. That was so hostile. You're getting buzzed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good, Dave. You got a gripe? I I've got a bit of a gripe. We'll we'll start this timer. Start so that up, Warner dude. Brothers, the the rumor that came out this week is that they're holding uh, secret screenings at uh, Warner Brothers Studios of the Batgirl movie that was canned, and then uh, the footage was the directors were locked out of the footage when they tried to access it. I'm thinking, what the fuck? How hostile is that room going to be? It's like, yeah. welcome everybody. Here's come and see the movie that we just shut down. Go fuck yourself <laughs> would be the resounding crowd. Like nobody in that room is going to be happy to be there. Yeah. Yeah. What are they thinking? Are they thinking anything at this point? Thirty Honestly, seconds. Man, Got it out in thirty seconds. It is a giant question. I'll yeah, tag a... on to your gripe because yeah, you only go, have go, about go, twenty go, seconds go, go, I think go. we're all just very confused about what's happening with streaming services. Uh, they have been able to covered a bunch of very integral information from the business. It's not just like laymen don't understand this. People who are making negotiations with them don't understand what they're doing either. They don't release any of their numbers. They don't release a lot of their information. It's hard to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, so I think everybody is, we are on the cusp of them starting to be held accountable in a different financial way. I think it's about to happen. So uh, you heard it here first. Wait, really quick, because this movie came out, sorry. <laughs> What just happened? <laughs> we all went over and Jeff's eating. So, um, <laughs> Because this is a streaming movie that was supposed to go to, this is relevant to our podcast here. What, did you, what are you talking about, John? What, what do you mean? What? You said that they're all starting to get their finan- like the financial comeuppance is happening. What did you mean? I think. Oh, no, I, th- I think I, something's coming. I have a theory that eventually they're going to be held accountable in some kind of very large legal proceedings uh, that is that is going to make them have to start revealing more numbers, which is just going to give everybody a lot more negotiating power oh, yeah. against them, which is going to, they can't operate in debted business plans forever. It's just not possible. And we're starting to see some of them struggle in more ways. And then we've seen, we've seen things like this, which feel almost unethical. It, studios have done exactly what they're doing before, but they're, it's just the nature of the business. There have been though, so many holes rare. in the boats that you've been able to hear about why things happened. Uh, right now, this just feels like we just get updates on the facts after it. And they just, I don't know, man, it seems like everything is just so uh, covered up that we just don't have any mm. ways to to leverage ourselves against them as viewers and as people in the industry who might be negotiating with them. Right. It just seems like mm. there's been a fuck ton of mergers lately where the people have taken over these studios and they're just looking at balance sheets. Yeah, obviously. Which I get it. It's a business, but it's it's like these people are slaved away for two fucking years. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, uh, yeah. I don't want to get buzzed again, so I'll stop. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I did want to call this out because I thought this was really special. Don't these companies are again. so huge. <laughs> these companies are so huge now that we can't hold them accountable to the way they behave on one thing. I got to see a documentary the other day, um, and I will look up the name of it in a second. But the documentarian was talking about how they got bought. The product got bought uh, through participant media who funded it by Netflix. Netflix and the Obamas, I'm sure they had an enormous influence as well. But Netflix is rolling out this entire 
um, kind of grassroots program to try to get people invested in the in the you know the subject, which is about the last slave ship to come to America illegally in like 1865. It was really interesting. And they're doing all this groundwork, trying to get communities involved so that this, when it launches, people have something that they can do if they want to get involved in trying to uncover more information. And so it still sounds like that they're, they're so big that I'm sure they're doing a lot of things right. They couldn't be this successful if they weren't. It's just nowadays, you know, are we just shooting skeet here when they, when they throw out one movie, are we going to be overreacting? This is what they need to be concerned about. We don't know the difference right now. We want to be responsibly celebrating their achievements and not be sidelined by things like this. But if they're doing things like this all the time and we don't know about it, that's, a, I don't know, that's where they they can't hide that kind of shit. It's yeah. frustrating. Dude, they pulled they pulled 200 episodes off of Sesame Street off HBO Max. So, what well, this the is, fuck? No, but this is Turn interesting. Turn the timer back I mean, <laughs> they, they, fucked Dude, up. they fucked with Cookie Monster and the Count. It's on. That's fucked up. I, 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 heard, <laughs> well, I, I heard that it's because they knew that they were getting beat by Netflix thanks to fucking Coco Melon and shit and then Bluey and all these other like Disney, Disney Plus that they just yeah. decided to pull the plug of that. But HBO actually pays residuals. So part of the reason they're clearing their books is a to cut losses but b they don't want to pay residuals whereas netflix doesn't pay residuals so they try to do everything that's right quote unquote but then they give dave Chappelle 60 million dollars and then they don't give residuals to john's brother-in-law so fuck netflix no i'm kidding um (laughs) by the way before i forget just because i did think it was worth mentioning the documentary is called descendant and okay. uh, it is really great documentary. You should watch it whenever yeah. it comes out. Anyway. Not to be confused with Descendants or The Descendants. This is Descendant. Great. Okay, great. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so here we are, people. We are talking about Samaritan, which is only exclusively on Amazon Prime. This stars Rocky Balboa. I mean, it stars Rambo. I mean, it stars Sylvester Stallone, a.k.a. the guy. As the demolition man. The guy from, <laughs> oh, my God, I thought it would come to be. What was that movie we watched where they all kill each other with cars as they drove? What was that movie? Oh, um. <laughs> Uh, Death Race Death 2000. Race. <laughs> Death Race 2000. Oh my God, it's so fucking funny. The Depression era machine gun. <laughs> so I, I have, so I have to be honest with you guys. Last night I was on the Matt and Mark movie podcast, um, mm. and I we talked about Samaritan. So we talked. I talked an hour and a half about this movie. So I want to kind of take a back door on this one. I want to take a back seat. So that way I don't just play all the hits from what I did last yeah. night. Not to give a conflict of interest. Your back door is not or, consensual. I'm sorry. That's right. My back door is stick. I'm going to st- So if, if anybody listened to both episodes, I'm definitely going to play my hits for sure. I have my points and I want to say them again. But I also don't want to commandeer this episode with what we talked about yesterday. So I'm going to try my best and likely fail to take a backseat a little bit on this episode. But, we, you know, we try to keep it positive. I'll say that. And... We try to start spoiler free. So let's dive in really quick. This is um, on Amazon Prime. This is directed by Julius Avery, who this is his third feature film. He had a ton of shorts over the course of like 10 years, which I usually have a lot of respect for because it means that they just love making movies. And if they didn't get the money to make their feature, they made their fucking short. He directed Overlord in 2018, which is probably his best film to date. And then Son of a Gun in 2014. So every four years, he puts out a film, usually pulpy. In nature of some kind. And this movie was written by Bragi F. Shoot. Yep. Stars Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. And um, it stars Javon Wana Walton, who you may know from Euphoria. He plays Ashtray, aka the kid drug dealer. And he's also in the American adaptation of Utopia. And I, I'm not I don't know how to say his name, but that's where I know him from. Euron Greyjoy, Pilu Azbek. The Danish actor Cyrus, he plays Cyrus in this film. 
And then a lot of people who, oh, Martin Starr is probably the most familiar to American audiences. Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks and uh, Silicon Valley. The IMDb pitch, I'm going to read, and then I'm going to pass it on to you for your initial takeaways. What did you think of fucking Samaritan? A young boy learns that a superhero who was thought to have gone missing after an epic battle 20 years ago may, in fact, still be around. Says nothing about the presumed conflict in this movie, but it's a good enough setup to get us going. Who would like to get started with your initial takeaways? I mean, it is a good setup. Who as a kid hasn't thought that someone nearby was a superhero in hiding? Dave, why don't you start? <laughs> no, I don't want to start. <laughs> you just started. You just dove in. <laughs> I want to say this. No, this yeah, starts go, with go, a go, really go, go, go. Okay, this starts with a really fun stylized intro. Yeah. Um, that I where they go through the history of uh, like the two or like the, the character that uh, is prominent in the story. And I hated it. I absolutely, I hated the vi- the voiceover. I loved the style of the intro. So straight away, I was conflicted. Was and I was like, they, the voiceover it, in the it intro? was the kid was the voiceover. Yeah. And it was all yeah. over. Like, it was like Jeff reading an IMDb description. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh my. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, I just didn't like the style of that, but I loved the I loved the style of the like the graphical style of the intro. I thought that was really neat. Um, okay, so we're two minutes into the film, <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, and that's Did all I have to say. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I thought there was some like some great. I, I love Stallone's performance in this. Mm-hmm. I'll say, mm-hmm. um, I really liked Cyrus, like the the villain from previously from Game of Thrones. I thought he was a, he was very good at being amiable but threatening in the same fucking scene mm. um and i will say there like there is a twist in this film that we will talk about later i'm sure um my wife picked it five minutes into the film oh yeah, I picked it really before we pressed play you did yeah. I, can't, I can't i was intentionally dumb oh okay but I was, like, if, I was like if I, I was like if that happens that's gonna be that's really awesome and yeah, anyway. The sleuth, as Matt said. The, you are the, the genre sleuth. So Do you like um, so you do you like the movie, Dave? What, what, yeah, you your... didn't really say overall if you I didn't, did I? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but no, but this is for right, our, for go, our podcast. Go, did you did you have some fun? You had some fun. It seems I had some fun. There were a couple of times. Yeah. There were a couple of times where I was like, fuck yeah. Um, but like it was just the the same. It was the same old stuff. There was nothing new here. Okay. Sure. For me. Yeah. Done. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. So even though I just said that I, I guessed it really soon, I, I guessed it as soon as we were, as soon as that uh, opening that Dave was referring to, where they kind of tell you the lore about these these supposed vigilante superheroes from a past in this real world called Samaritan and Nemesis. And, right? Nemesis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And as soon as they said those two words, I kind of, thought to myself and I, I said that's that's got to be what this is about otherwise this is a, a really bad idea and, and it, it, it it doesn't matter um as soon as i switched gears because when that boy started i didn't read anything about this there is a couple posters on our big avenues here in los angeles for this movie so i thought i saw a little bit of advertising for it but i just said whatever let's just go see it and see what it's about i figured there was some kind of superhero thing because the posters are similar to the poster that they have on IMDb. There is 
behind him in a background, some kind of superhero uniform. But I, I didn't know it was set in like a superhero kind of world. I thought it was something else. So I was expecting Stallone in the real world. Anyway, I think if I had known beforehand that this is kind of like last action hero in the sense that it's from a child's perspective, it's still, you know, it stars someone you recognize. You're going to see the hits for the genre in terms of some storytelling aspects, but that it's, it really is, it's not a movie for people our age. Like I probably wouldn't have pressed play on this if I had known what it was. No, no offense to, to movies aimed at family audiences. I still would have. All right, sure. Um, <laughs> overall, I think it was, uh, I thought it was okay. I didn't, I, I thought there were a lot of problems with it. So that I would even say that like what we love so much and we, I think I, I feel comfortable saying that objectively society respects and adores studios like Pixar and really good dreams work, DreamWorks movies, Disney um, that treat those kids like they're smart. Like they're going to catch holes, like they're going to catch mistakes and inconsistencies and worlds. And I felt like this movie, if it was aimed at family audiences, it made a lot of choices that seemed to not honor whether or not kids would notice inconsistencies and physical inconsistencies mm. from things that were technical, like special effects to things that have to do with story, like massive holes in story that just don't add up. And would leave a child, a child, sure, a child more than anyone else is going to be the one who says, that doesn't make sense, right? They just, they're so objective when they're taking in material. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to agree there. That was, it was, also, I feel like they made him so blatantly over the top annoying as a distraction. The boy? Be I, yeah, I do want to give, they I'll finish my little gripe, because I, I do think the boy was trying really hard. And for the most part, he was really charming. And I think he has a lot of talent. Um, so it may have been a directorial thing, um, but ultimately, I, I I liked this movie okay. Out of all the movies that are going to be aimed at this kind of demographic, this is nowhere near where I would recommend. You should watch this one first. I don't know. It's just okay. It's not bad. It's not a bad yeah. movie. I think anyone yeah. who wants to watch that kind of movie, and come on, everybody loves Sly. He's really good in this. Everybody's, He's really good in this. Every time he pops into any movie in this older age, even the fucking Expendables, that guy has both feet on the ground. He is a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like watching him. It's charming. And I like watching him with kids. Um, so there's there, the things that are wrong with this, with this movie probably won't distract most people. If you're in the mood for this kind of movie, last action hero in a current day kind of thing, they haven't made a movie like that in a long time. Mm. Uh, anyway, what do you think, Jeff? So I... I I opened, I'm not going to mention the, the the Matt and Mark show again because I was on their episode, but I started out and I said, this is somewhere between really stupid and really fun. Not really fun, it's really stupid and kind, and pretty fun. And I was like, I didn't know where it was. And as soon as I said it, it was kind of like, I feel bad for saying that even though that's probably true, but I got it out of my system and then I was able yeah. to have fun talking about it. And so I think that's where I am now. I could I could not agree with you more. I'm actually surprised, John, that you mentioned the, the audience, that you thought it was for younger people because... For me, I was like, I kind of feel like this wanted to be the boys, but it had a governor on. A governor is the thing on cars that doesn't mm. let it go as fast yeah, as it yeah. can go. I, I was like, I we had one of those in the Batmobile. I feel like, <laughs> do you actually have one in the Batmobile, or you just they did? Yeah. Oh, funny. The one, the one that I was driving. Yes. Oh, funny, funny. Um, I don't know if I should buzz you or not. That's why I quizzed you. That's funny. Okay. Um, yeah. so I was like, because there's there's so much in it. And at last action hero, Mark said. So you're right on that with the 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 two of them and and the kid is so good in euphoria because he's a drug dealer in a supporting role who's 12 
And he's like, he has this kind of raspy voice. And he's like, look, you got to buy the drug. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's so fucking in. But as the lead, he kind of has this like naggy voice the whole time. And he's kind of like this the whole time. And so he does kind of nag a little bit. And I, it's, you know, I feel bad because he's a kid. So you never know what to do about that. But that is, he's, he's looming all over this. But as far as the, the target audience, I guess you're right, John. I guess it is for younger kids. But I still think some younger kids could use some real pulp. And I feel like they didn't, they pulled the punches on this. And even knowing the twists and knowing the turns and stuff that will come later, I feel like they didn't really push the limit on either being the boys and being hilarious and gory. It was kind of funny and it was kind of gruesome, but not really. And it didn't really pull the punch on being a satire of like the let's say the Batman this year yeah. of where like everybody's so desolate and everybody's so poor and everybody's being taken advantage of the rich. That's why I did my hell of helicopter joke at the beginning of this. It's because it's like, there's, you know, you have Bruce Wayne and Bruce Bane Manor. And then every, all even nurses here are like trying to scrum $5 together. They didn't really go for that satire, which would give you the Cyrus turn later on. Having said that there's enough shit to talk about with your friends to have fun in this. That it's yeah. like, I wish I saw it with you guys because we would have turned it into a drinking game or we would have we would have had an we would have paused it, but like we need to smoke and then start this again or something. Like actually speaking speaking of smoke, whenever smoke alarms go off in movies, it's never at a realistic level. Do you notice that? Oh, it's very loud. You like, mean it's like the it's, loudest it's, thing? No, it's it's just like me, 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 me in the background. She runs in, she pulls the bottle, it's like me. <laughs> Dude, when my fucking smoke alarm goes off, the windows rattle and there's a cat-sized oh, hole in the door saying. from where the cats try to get the fuck out of the house. Oh my god, John in college. <laughs> do you remember when they build those buildings we moved into and they like <laughs> like the showers were setting off the fire alarms because of the steam? So like every yeah. other night, these motherfuckers would go off, and they were so, oh my god, they're so just polite right, thing. It's like whoop. It's like is that the fire alarm? Whoop. What? All right, <laughs> I still want to have fun talking about this movie with you guys, even though you're right, there's holes everywhere. So let's let's just go ahead and let's turn spoilers on, even though spoilers are on. I still think there's some fun shit. So if you haven't seen this movie and you're kind of like, well, I don't know what to do, just fucking see it, but just lower your expectations. Yeah. I don't know. Go, go, go and watch this, come back and enjoy the fun. The fight sequence at the end is, is it's so flawed, but you'll have fun with the flaws. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, no, no, totally. I think the best parts about this are whenever Sly is talking and acting, it's, you know, he's fun. He's fun on stage. He's fun on screen, but it's mostly the, I thought there were some really cool. Anytime you're going to slowly try to reveal how strong is this superhero, we don't know anything about. You know, you have a that's a fucking secret weapon there as a storyteller. Mm. We don't know anything about these people, even though we watched that intro. They were fighting each other. So we really didn't know how crazy strong they were. He's older. We didn't know what he was capable of. So it was fun watching the little reveal moments when he jumped over the car. That was fucking cool. Wait, when speaking he, of that, uh, you can't tell me he can jump over nine cars and then not show me the nine cars. Come on, Chekhov's nine cars. They were like, he can jump over nine cars. And I was like, you have to show me that. You can't You can't tell me he can jump over nine cars and then not show me he's jumping over nine cars. Come on, this is in Cabin in the Woods. Come on, you have to give me that. There were some really fun, and this is the kind of shit that I hope Matt and Mark like really went to town on because I know, I think they would appreciate this. The like the small cast of extras that were just thrown into scenes and heavily featured 
Like, is that Nemesis? Like yeah, were, let's break shit. Yeah, like, I don't know. Is that him? Is that him? That's, that sequence was fucking let's destroy ridiculous the fucking city. and hilarious. I just wanted my him? Bojangles, yeah, but now him. I'm ready to cause a fucking riot. <laughs> Dude, that whole that whole speech he gave was what the hell was going on? I was like, what is it happening? It wasn't but even this, a town square. Like, it was a back alley. It wasn't even it was the middle of the town. Alley, They're like people of what is it? What is the name of the town? His voice. Smoke Gun City. His voice, dude. Everything <laughs> about it was so silly. But it made me think of like it kind of was like a good throwback to like the '80s style. Like we, we can't afford a hundred people, but like ten people and get them really involved. That's enough. <laughs> it kind of felt like that the whole time to me. And I was like, I was getting a real kick out of that. Um, I don't know where everyone came out of the woodwork at the end. I don't know if I felt that Cyrus's gang was that huge. Yeah. But where did he get all of these paid people yeah. with weapons? Here's one of my holes that I'm going to mm. point out. I do feel like the fact that he was establishing, and you know what? We've seen other movies do this as Dark Knight Rises. We can bitch about that if we want to. For the person who's trying to establish anarchy. I don't think we have time. It's very ironic <laughs> to me that anarchy would lead to an organized group of criminals. Unless it's on 4chan like the Riddler did in this, the Batman, which is why the Batman was so good. He had 4chan, so you saw that happen off screen, quote unquote. In this case, it was literally a speech in an alley. So fucking yeah. funny. It's pretty, pretty and silly. But there were little spots of realism, though. Like yeah, yeah. the power in the city goes out. Everyone makes a beeline for the nearest fucking Best Buy and starts taking TVs. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm just going to say it because I want you guys to answer my question because I, I really, I genuinely think I missed something. Is Cyrus a superhero? No. No. Oh, the so hammer he is. shouldn't be able to be that strong. Like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. That was, the like, if I was the a hammer, kid, yeah, if I was I a kid, that would have pissed me the fuck off, dude. That is like, I don't know, like, that would have been tough for me to swallow even as a child. I didn't yeah, understand brain, what his rules like, were. Is that Thor's hammer? Like, what's going on there? Yeah. What like, the does fuck he get is going on with the strength when he picks the sense. hammer up? Although I will say, that's part, of, again, if you embrace the silly with this and you realize that this is not going to be, I don't even want to say what you'd expect. This is not going to be what it wants to be. I'll put it that way. And I think you, they do want you to have fun and laugh and shit, but I think they want you to have fun and laugh the way you do watch the Do you think the, the writer and director wanted that to be unclear? I... I do. I don't think the writer and director ever spoke. I almost think that with the end, <laughs> honestly, I, I wonder if this would have benefited from some Marvel level reshoots and, and stuff that I bet you that they just didn't get once this whole merger shit happened. And I wish they, I think, I think you just needed, I think I just needed one scene to tell me that the hatred nemesis felt is the same hatred that Cyrus feels like to, to really make it specific and just tell me that's why he can yeah, wield the hammer he because turned he hates out just to be a fanboy. He, yeah, it really, I, I feel like they broke their rule by when we realized exactly what was happening with the switch. And I just, I don't know, it confused me. And the whole thing was hanging on the fact that, again, I thought we were in this 80s movies place where I was okay with him picking up the hammer. I was yeah. like, sure, whatever. It's not Thor's hammer. He can pick it up. He can swing it around. But as soon as they started fighting at the end, I thought it was going to be one of those 80s movies where you know, as an audience member, you know that there's no chance the protagonist couldn't destroy that antagonist with like one single punch, <laughs> oh, yeah. but you just go along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, slow him to kill It him. didn't feel that way to me. It felt like they were really trying to show us that like, oh, he has a chance here. And I was like, what? <laughs> Stallone, <laughs> yeah. Stallone would have killed him unless he had another heart palpitation. I think though, though what's, what was, <laughs> it was really, I think it's actually a really fun part of the movie though, that Cyrus is obsessed with Nemesis and he realizes 
he's in the presence of Nemesis, and it pisses him off because yeah, he no him mad. because he no longer has a perfect. Also, the person he reveres isn't just this thing that he thinks he's manufactured this. David and I were talking about 3000 years of blogging. It's all about stories, the stories we tell ourselves to justify our existence. This guy, Cyrus, AKA Euron Greyjoy, let's just, just call him Euron Greyjoy here. He, he really wanted to be, he wanted to take the mantle of Nemesis and punch up, which again, he kept talking about that. So for me, this should have been a real proper pastiche. This should have been a play on the, the superhero genre. And it should have been not just about lust for power. This should have been like a Robin Hood, but Robin Hood needs, is bloody now because we have weapons and technology. Robin Hood would fuck shit up if in order to be Robin Hood now. Otherwise, he would have been caught. You know, that little fucking fox in the, the you know, yeah. he, a drone would have taken that motherfucker out. So he's got to be ruthless now. But he finally realizes that that's not who Nemesis <laughs> was and it pisses him off. But they didn't really set up the storyline well enough. So you didn't get that. Although that whole action sequence, especially the Stallone Warner, once he finally like becomes Rufus, once they go in the elevator with all of the guys with guns and he goes, oh, I forget what his line is, but the doors close and you just hear the sound effects of him like going up. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. Go, you guys going up. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's that's what this movie should have been the whole time. So yeah, I, the you know. whole time, shamelessly the whole time. Yeah. Um, almost the way, which again, I, I hate to throw it back there, but I think last action hero kind of knew what they were doing with Arnold, like give him the one liners people want, make it kind of funny. No one can really touch him. Um, but yeah. Oh, oh okay. So my, my last little gripe, and then we can only praise this movie because it, it deserves our praise. <laughs> I swear to God, it does. Um, did you guys know that fire doesn't produce smoke in this world? Did you guys know that? Until I have stayed, I have, the, we talked about this. On it Matt also Mark, apparently doesn't produce fucking heat. <laughs> or heat. Did yeah. you know yeah, all of us, fire all of us, yeah. does not produce smoke? That was that. It was, was just it, just part of our just a shout out to Mark, part of the Matt Mark movie show, who was on our podcast last week. We were talking about issues with CGI. Man, it's like they didn't listen to our podcast, you, you guys. See those, it's like they didn't yeah. even those think little, about us. <laughs> they had those little single embers, though, that were clearly CGI to like fall like, woo. They had like these little single embers in the frame so you could see them. But there was no smoke. It's really it was burning. It was the best campfire ever made because it was perfectly <laughs> ventilated. You could see their face clearly. Nobody coughed. It was perfect. Nobody's face started turning <laughs> red. Dude. Nobody's face started perfect. turning red. It was brilliant. Dave, any gripes before we just try to praise this movie? Because that's what, that's the whole point of our podcast. <laughs> I have nothing but no. Um, I no. I I think it was it was fun. Like we enjoyed watching it. But uh, I will credit Stallone's performance in this yeah. because it was his. Like when you go back and watch it, the like if you if you do watch it the second I watched time, watch it twice. Um, yeah, you realize. I know, John. I know, John. All the fucking all the fucking clues are there for exactly <laughs> with. <this. laughs> All the clues are there for like when the twist comes. It's like, and I think that's what gave it a look, gave it away to my wife so early. Like she, and when I, as soon as she said it, I thought about what he'd just done. Cause it was when he got the knife through the hand right. and he was like, he, you, you saw it in his face. He considered killing that kid. I really wish though, yeah. that he didn't just push the kid backwards. I wish he threw him into a wall or something, but I understand that, you know, you only have five yeah. actors in the movie, but he literally was like, this is basically the villain of the movie. And he's like, Rrr! and then he just like, kind of taught he didn't even throw him in the mud i was like come on and then later but like <laughs> yeah um yeah no yeah but the shit that's so funny that you have the strongest person alive who first of all is a heart condition hilarious and it's only a heart condition when he gets overheated hilarious he needs to get steamed down hilarious but he still doesn't tell the kid that he's samaritan hilarious and then when the kid figures it out that turn where you, 
hilarious. <laughs> and then, come on, the the way he cracks those bones back into place, that's all acting by still. There was it was all in the frame. <laughs> yeah, they really uh, broke those. It was all, it in, was the, all in the frame. <laughs> it was all in the frame. I don't know how they did it, but I, you saw it and you saw him go. You know he rehearsed oh. that, and you know people were laughing their ass off Dude, on set. The, That's what this movie should have the been the Stallone whole entire time. Uh, the Stallone, there were a couple moments when he was screaming. He was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like when somebody, I don't remember yeah. what was happening to him, but God, his screams were, that guy is so good. I miss him so much. I miss, miss him, him in his heyday. You miss him. We just saw a new movie. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. I, I, want, I, want, I miss him being like at the front and center. Anyway, I feel like this was a good lesson of course, I can't stop fucking thinking about things like this. If somebody was to hand us this script, like this is why it's so important for everybody to be on the same page about like genre and tone, because it's going to dictate all of these decisions. I felt like it was kind of wavering back and forth. Um, I did think that kid, uh, Moises, uh, Moises, the boy with the dreads, who was kind of his. Yeah, like, I think his character's boy. name was Reza in the movie. Reza, Reza. Yeah. White yeah, guy, Reza. White I guy saw with him dreads. last year in like an indie film, and he was really good in that. I thought he was really mm-hmm. good in this. Um, there were some aspects of this where I felt like they're nailing like that, that eighties, like finding, uh, or never ending story kind of thing. Like the, just the classic, like gripes between the kid who's trying to do something right. And the bullies. And I think if they had hung on to that a little bit more, I, I don't know. There was a moment in time where I thought maybe the hammer was going to like transform somebody like. Cyrus was maybe the decoy the whole time and that Moises kid was going to grab it and his hate was going to like turn him into like a large creature thing or something. I don't know. I thought, I felt like this was going to go in that direction. I was like, yes, like eighties kid action movie. It just kept not doing it. Like every chance it got. Um, He stole a garbage truck. I mean, come on. That's it. And they see he stole it. Like he was stealing air force one. The the look on his face when he like breaks into the fucking public works place. And he's like, and come on when he, when he does, when he says that one of the greatest lines, it's the dumbest line. And it's the greatest line. It was the dumbest line. The first time I heard it, the greatest line, the second time I heard it. You think I'm the good guy. I'm the bad guy. Just didn't his face double in size when he said that? Like, didn't all of a sudden, yeah. like his forehead and chin just literally double in size? Acting. Acting. acting dude, <laughs> acting. He and then checkoff technique. He enlarged his presence. Honestly, dude, it was great. I think that that was what kept making me smile is that he ran I, to a think wall. Stallone, I mean, come on. I think Stallone had fun doing this. I don't think he ever. Yeah doesn't have fun like i feel like he only takes projects that he wants to actually make right now and just have some good times but i think he had a good time it was charming to watch that dave do you agree with john that this was made for kids sorry i knew you were about to say a point kids is wrong kids is wrong it's not like yeah like little kids but probably like eight and up i would feel comfortable saying that like they've all seen fucking marvel movies now yeah they've seen fucking buildings and i don't know humans and i feel like this didn't know what it wanted to be okay if you look at a picture of the writer, no offense, I feel bad. I, I retract that statement. You know what I'm yes. going to say. Um, writer sorry. of Escape Room and <laughs> Season the of the place. Witch. That's what he wrote. Oh, don't know if you guys knew that. I've seen Escape uh, Room. Oh boy. I have not. Yeah, another another mm. classic. Uh, uh, don't want to be negative here. I just I will <laughs> say this is one of those movies where uh, not that we have to agree on something. But Elizabeth watched this with me, and by the end of it, she went, oh, that was fucking terrible. And she walked away. <laughs> she made it through the whole movie. <laughs> she did. I mean, not uh, silently. <laughs> but by the, she did hang on, though. And then wait, by the time it was over. I think she, oh, wait, I think she was in my dream recently, but I don't know who she is. I've never met her before. So it was <laughs> you, and then my, whatever I, I manifested to be. It was very interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah? It's an appropriate buzz. 
Yeah, easy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, you guys. I think yeah. I think I would have had a decent. I think I would have. Been, I'm trying to imagine like what do kids feel like when they're growing up nowadays, and they have all these fucking movies that the they don't have to go to the sure video store terrified. and rent something. Like their shit is right here, and maybe they've seen Marvel a thousand times now, and they want to watch something else. I think I would have pressed play on this and had a good time. Between the ages of like eight and fourteen, I think you would have called yeah. me where I was like. Maybe eight and twelve. Maybe it looks like John would have been like, "This it, is not as good as I want it to be." It probably looked <laughs> like the movies from the seventies that we, or whatever, sixties, seventies, eighties, when we were growing up. Because, no offense, Dave, um, but the, because every like offense. it just it looked. First of all, the, the radios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, no offense. That's hilarious. the radios. That's a go fuck the, yourself. Button. The, the tools, <laughs> yeah. the things that that um, Stallone was stealing looked very drawable. Like they look like graphic novel, like traceable mm. things. Like these old radios and stuff. It's like wait, they have cell phones. Like th- this is all very confusing. But also, every car was a Toyota Tercel, which was only available in the nineties. I noticed like ten. It's almost like they had the same ten cars, and then they just moved every time they shot in a different street. They just took the same Toyota Tercels and just put them in a different street. <laughs> I don't You're know if totally you noticed right, that, guys. Man. And I do feel like they actually pulled from a lot of different movie kind of thing so for instance like the selling the wire thing at the beginning that's straight out of the wire right where they're selling yeah. the material the construction well, actually, that's, material um that's straight out of uh full monty it's straight out of a lot of things i think they do oh, it in, interesting uh, that's a common but thing with the when, shopping when cart the and everything, the economy the, people try people go and steal copper wire yeah. with the shopping cart and then of course that you have the best friend of uh, our lead character ashtray you know riding in the the he was literally like sitting in the. I would have been like, get the fuck out of this. There's no way I'm pushing. That kid was funny as hell, by the way. I wish they would have brought him back a third time. Yeah. And we we haven't talked about Martin Starr has a very small appearance where he plays a virgin who's 40. Um, And then you have um, the, the mom. Martin. Wait, 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 what? Martin Starr is the other, the other guy who thinks that Samaritan is still alive. Oh yeah. Who's definitely still alive. Oh yeah. Is he on, um. Silicon Valley. um, He's like Silicon Valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but the, the, the mom, I, I know we're trying to keep it positive, but they did the mom dirty in this movie. I mean, the stuff at the beginning, she's a good mom and stuff, but why did they do her dirty? I like that mm. actor a lot. No, she, no, she was great, but like the guy took the Don't boy she? to the hospital and she's like, some hero you are because he could protect this. Like, okay. And then at the very yeah. end, she's in the building when this whole like weird, you know, there's. The, the capture and the kidnapping and the gun shooting and stuff happens. Was, she's there for the burning building. Like, and we, we see we her for like now. Oh no, I'm going to stick my head out the window. And then we see her like one second here. And then like 10 minutes later, we see her for one second. This is the mom of the protagonist. This is the mom. Like the Steven Spielberg would have never let the mom of the kid. Just, just she's there. She's, she's on site. She's on site. Steven Spielberg never would have directed escape room either. <laughs> Boy. Hey. He also wouldn't have shown inside the building. He would have wanted it to be in your imagination to scare you more. Um, this is, I, I still had fucking, it's its hard to explain because I knew this movie was, was kind of dumb on the hall, but I still no, had fun you with didn't. It. You did not have fucking fun with it. Fuck you, dude. No, you did. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I think I did. I saw, I saw it twice. That one fucking listener who said, we need to have more fun with these movies. <laughs> Fuck that shit, dude. I mean, we're trying to be positive here, but sometimes yeah. you gotta be honest. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta be honest. Sometimes you gotta it. take the hit to your liver. Come on, he put a he put a blackout grenade in somebody and he said... That uh, was awesome. He put a blackout grenade that in was, and he said... That was a throwback to the, uh, the 80s. Quips, to find yeah. the line, dude. Find the line. What did he say? Have a blast! Have a blast. <laughs>
<laughs> that scene where he let them follow him into um irresponsibly follow him into a, home, a homeless encampment in the alley. Uh-huh. There were tons of people yeah. around. There was, he was like, come on, this will do. <laughs> yeah. I, I left. I laughed so hard the second time I watched that voiceover that Dave hated, where it was like two brothers equally matched, except one brother made a hammer, so he was better matched. <laughs> they like predicted he's. Dude, sick. you sound like a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, two brothers. It's just called two brothers. <laughs> two brothers equally matched, except one brother was more matched. <laughs> it's like oh god, there were so many things that I thought this was going to be. Two potatoes <laughs> equally matched. I was getting an old radio, and they're like, "Get a puzzle!" <laughs> instead of an old. It's just no context. Somebody just shouted, "Get a puzzle!" Like out of of nowhere just it's, come how on. good would this how good would this movie have been had that exact intro happened and then you realized it was just the kid writing like his graphic novel and there's no actual superheroes but his neighbor ends up like trying to help them in this like crime ridden neighborhood fucking great there's there's i feel like there were so many different directions that could have gone uh, his, like his neighbor was just the next door neighbor from home alone <laughs> and he just pretended like he was <laughs> <Yeah>. samaritan <laughs> Do, don't you feel like some like apt pupil shit and they like yeah. got really dark? Yeah. Do, don't you feel like Samaritan was the iron giant come back to life as a human? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right. I, 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 I think, we've, I think understand- we've done enough on this. <laughs> did they hold on wait, real fast? Did they get struck by lightning? Is that what gave them superpowers? Dave? <laughs> I don't if remember. None of us can answer that <laughs> question. Jeff, you saw it twice. Yeah. <laughs> if none of us can answer that question. <laughs> now, I didn't even bother re- I was like, that's like two minutes in, you guys. And I was like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. just go Brain's back 10 seconds to get to clarification. If none of us can answer that, there's something wrong. To be none fair. of us have any idea why those guys have superpowers, right? Nope. To be fair to me, I ate a weed gummy the first time I saw it, so I didn't remember anything about it the next day. <laughs> Um, except for a couple of little snap shots here. Yeah. He's like, I'm the bad guy. Like he's just immediately started talking out of the side of his mouth. I'm the bad I'm the bad guy. Like it was the weirdest line deliver. I can't even I don't even know what he said. Like, that what? moment was cool. The explosion and everything. But I thought like all of them were gonna die and he was gonna be like, I don't know. I don't know what that thought. Yeah, was I thought the fight was over when that happened. But yeah. nope. It kept uh, going. Well, um, wasn't our, yeah. our most uh, raving positive review of all time. So no, it was uh, not. Maybe you don't need to rush out and see this one. But, but if, you if like it turns it up chance, on your timeline, wait, just hit play and have fun. Wait, how good is it, though, when the kid finally realizes it's Nemesis and he's like, is it true? You wait, you can't save it now. Wait, tell me, is it true? <laughs> tell me, is it true? Are you? And he's like, what, that I'm him? It's like, yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. of course, that's what I want to know. Is, is it true? And he's like, yeah. And the kid's like, it's all right. Okay. You could change. You like, can change. He just, he just changed out of time. He literally was like his you dream was his dream was shattered, and he goes, "You could change." Whereas Cyrus's dream was shattered, and he was like, "Fuck it, I got a new dream now. It's to kill you. It's like it's to kill my hero." <laughs> I come on, that's just it's so stupid. It's not in the film, right. but it, we had fun. We got, yeah. Do you think they're gonna make we another? Can, we can't rag on this. No, thing. no. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I didn't ask you if they want if you want them to make another. I said that's, for, that's for Dave on. and I. <laughs> Uh, so no, lightning, lightning no, 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 I, I really feel like they didn't have enough budget for this, which is why they kept showing the same sequence over and over again. The, the nemesis killing Samaritan mm. thing that was like, <laughs> that is no excuse. I think, we could have, we've seen a lot of cheesy creature movies that have low budgets and they're fucking so awesome. They're still cool. I think oh, they yeah. did their post pro work yeah. on this. this is decent, decent enough score, good sound editing, but I, I, I don't, I don't Shut think the fuck up. 
The sound editing was fine. No, no, no. The sound editing was fine. Yeah, yeah, give it the pity yeah, Oscar. Was, oh, because you, know, <laughs> you two are the experts, so I can't talk about sound editing. No, no, what did you like about it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get PTSD from sound editing. <laughs> my favorite part about this okay. whole episode is when you pointed oh out the Toyota Tercels. <laughs> there was a specific production. They had like 10 cars. That yeah, it's, in it's, every... the, it's the cars I heard for all the PAs. <laughs> People stood on top of them. People fell on them like they were always. They told the colorist. They told Dave. They were like, "Dave, you got to change the colors on the second take here. We got to give me give me some reds and browns. I'm Come on, asking, <laughs> yeah. guys. I'm just asking. What do you think after you're on Greyjoy shot that that scene when they were on that day when they were shooting his speech scene when he was riling up the poor folks? He was wearing a mask. He didn't out. give a fuck. Do you think they walked off set and he was like, "This movie is." <laughs> He, well, he was he was wearing a mask, and it was definitely ADR. So he probably was like, "Just give me my snacks." <laughs> Where's yeah. craft services? Honestly, all right, I mean, all right. I we, we don't have to be time. able to stop. That we got to stop awesome. ragging on this. All right, all right. That scene was fun. <laughs> okay, and they had a hypoallergenic cat too. That was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this movie exists, oh, film fans. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> god, guys, that sound, of course. Wait, where's the gush? Why is the gush alarm going off, too? You gushed me and you said, fuck somehow. me. Damn you know it. That is... But Dave, this is too sensitive. This... <laughs> well, that sound means. That's what she said. <laughs> One of those sounds oh means that it is time to head into our final segment of the show where we give you recommendations for the week, what you've been watching, how you think, how you feel. That's not. No, just what, what have you been watching this week? Yeah, we don't give a fuck, Dave. Dave. What have you been watching? I've been watching She-Hulk. Okay, talk to me. Is it is it any good? Talk to us. It's fucking hilarious. Nice. Like they they've really found Easy, their tone. Like, no, they've really like found their really tone. Like really funny um, or like like one of Marvel's funnier kind of things, or is it like a comedy? Uh, no, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Um, she talks to the camera like Deadpool. Uh, ah, they okay, have this whole back and forwards thing with uh, Hulk training her, and she's better. And uh, yeah, it's just fun. Like, I think Marvel found their tone with the series. They've got, like, since Ms. Marvel was a little quirky and a little funny, this one went the full way. How's Tatiana? I love Tatiana. I love Dwarf Black. She I mean, rocks yeah, this role. She rocks this role. Yeah. She's incredible. So there's, it would be yeah. hard to make her look bad, so I'm sure that, I hope they're giving her a lot of good stuff to work with. Even the CG is nowhere near as bad as anyone said. Okay. All right. I yeah. think that's a compliment. Good. Because I saw her form on like a poster, like when she's transformed, I was like, it looks a little avatar-y to me. I don't know. I was, I was kind of nervous that they made her like yeah. slim. I mean, and it's, it's sex, a CG person and... and we're not there yet, but like they, they made her pretty good. Like some of the facial expressions on her and the Hulk are amazing. You heard it here, folks. Dave Green. We're not there yet, but it looks pretty, <laughs> it looks yeah. pretty good. I mean, we're not a hundred percent person. You can't, no one can do it yet. I'm glad she's I'm glad she's doing a good job. Disney Plus, yeah. how many episodes? Is it like twelve? Uh we're two in. There's three a third is three this is coming the this weekend. Fifth Marvel series? I think so. And I feel like they finally found their feet. Wow. Like this is right. this is one of my favorites so far. And it has wide appeal. It's it's pretty funny. What was your favorite before this? Ms. Marvel. Oh shit. Recency yeah. binds. Wait, 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 wait. What there's a series called Ms. Marvel? Yes. Yeah, it skews younger though. I thought so. I didn't see it. Yeah, that's for John. I I, I thought it's. I didn't watch it because I thought it skewed younger. I thought it was like to get teens in for the next generation. Oh but. hell no! No, it's it's a great 
It's Brie Larson? No, no, no. No. No, that's Captain Marvel. Ms. Marvel is another character who has uh, different abilities. Is this a new addition because of diversity hires? Or is this a... No, this has been around for a while, but she is actually a Muslim superhero. A Pakistan-American Muslim superhero. Ms. Marvel. I've never... Ms. Marvel. Yeah. I feel bad. Uh, I would recommend looking it up. You'll love it, actually. Um... Because again, they do they cover like some stuff that went down in Pakistan and India that a lot of people didn't know about, and uh, so yeah, it's if there's it's yeah, good. I, I it's, might enjoy the cultural significance. Just so everybody yeah. out there knows, I, I boycott all these shows equally. I, I, I dislike and discriminate equally. So this is not uh, just because yeah. she's a John hasn't seen any of them. All right, so, Tur- yeah. Turkish John discriminates against all of the Marvel cinema. Yeah, I'm the season. I'm the one. I've been I've still I'm almost done with uh, for all mankind. Um, yeah, if, if you're into that kind of thing, I think you'd watch it. Space Race show. Yeah, it's in the mm. same world. I was sick, so I really didn't watch a whole lot of stuff. 30 Rock is it's still really funny, you guys. I still recommend giving yeah. it another go. <laughs> it's still I'm, good. I'm at least five episodes into it. Oh, nice. Cool. <laughs> anyway, Jeff, what are you watching? Oh, right. oh, Descendant. I'll just say it one more time. Wonderful documentary. I think it's coming out next month. Descendant. Check that shit out. That was really, really good. Really good documentary. Mm. So I talked about yep. the staircase on HBO on our other episode about three thousand years mm-hmm. of longing. So you'll have. Oh yeah, Elizabeth to. said, "What is Jeff talking about? It's not slow." She she's confused. What are you talking about? That's what she said. She's like, "It doesn't doesn't feel like super slow." The staircase on HBO. Yeah, I mean, it's a trial show, and the trial doesn't even start until like the fourth episode or something. I don't know. I felt like it was. Yeah, there was no trial for three episodes. I haven't seen it it's yet. It's a trial show. So I can't speak. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. good. I'm glad she doesn't think it's slow. I really, maybe it's just because I watched the Netflix documentary that that I have a different pacing idea of that. But I will mm. say, as I said last time, Tony Collette. I think she did too. Tony She's Col- super into that case. Tony Collette. So, wait, okay. So, John, you would like this. Oh, my God. Chloe and I watched <laughs> it together. I think he is, I think he is not guilty. And Chloe thinks he did it. So we literally watched it together, and we both have different takes on whether or not he did it. So that's how good this show is. And now also, she's uh, she's storing arsenic, and I, and <laughs> I, slowly I, building I, it up. I'm in sorry your to say, Dave. Tony Collette, she's the she's the victim. She's the one who dies. She re, she they go flashback and stuff. She reenacts <clears throat> the different scenarios of how it could have happened, and she is. I mean, it's Tony Collette. It's she has to win an Emmy for how to do this because honestly, the all. Owl. The owl theory, no. man. The owl Jeff, theory is Jeff, the fucking best. You don't, you don't need to say this when John listens to our previous episode. When John listens to it, yeah, He'll, sure. Um, yeah, so but like you have happen. to, guys. It's there are eight episodes and and they're at least an hour. There's some that are like an hour thirteen. Yeah, he hears us talking now. But you gotta wow. watch it just to see Tony Collette reenact the three different scenarios of how this happens. <laughs> it is. There's blood. She's coughing blood up on the stairs. It is. Oh my God. She's fucking brilliant. She's so good, dude. And then the other recommendation I have, which I keep forgetting that I watched this, even though I watched it because I was talking about Samaritan on two different podcasts this week. But I watched for the first time ever all the way through Rambo First Blood. I'd never seen the movie all the way through. Oh, yeah. I got the text. I had seen seen (laughs) the second one, which is just glorifying war for sure. Yeah. But the first yeah. one, so this is this is what I said to you guys. I was I will I will admit to you guys. This is Wednesday of last week. So Chloe had just left and I ate a weed gummy, so I, I was high by myself. I hope my mom and dad have stopped listening to this episode here. <laughs> You're grounded. I thought Rambo well, First Blood was like Commando yeah. or a Bond movie or something, but it's yeah, actually oh God, no. it's actually I am the cheese. But then I said, I thought this was just going to be a badass killer romp, but I honestly feel so bad for him. 
It actually pains me. My heart watching this fucking thing. I don't know if I can watch it anymore. I really was like, I have to turn this off because I feel too much. Yeah, he paints a few hearts later in the movie. I too. feel too much. I mean, he's killing people, but he, he's, he didn't do anything wrong. He has PTSD, people. He has PTSD. These people in fucking Oregon, or no, Washington State. Oregon. Brian Dennis, Brian Dennehy. I know I said it wrong. Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Brian Dennehy here doesn't respect his fucking, even though he's a Vietnam vet. That's a very interesting nuance, right? Fuck, they don't. Yeah. respect ptsd this motherfucker he goes to his local he just wants food he just wants he's walking he's he's not doing anything wrong and they arrest him they try to book him it gives him ptsd so he punches brian dennehy and then he goes on the run and then he kills people but it's it's just it's their own fucking fault because we don't respect our goddamn veterans people i i, I was so i was like feeling for Leave him that so man much in the super tight jeans on the side of the road alone <laughs> I, I felt so honestly the movie fucked up a little bit by not bringing the woman in at the beginning where she was like oh he's dead and he's like oh we served together and she should have later on been like guys the whole reason he's in town is because he was trying to find the last oh my god like that movie like literally crushed my soul first blood that's it's it goes brutal, to show you right? it goes it? to show you these Dude, old so movies are like that you think they're glorifying war we talked about um conan the barbarian you think it's just about like fucking and killing and stuff but like these stories back then were really yeah. well done Shit. The story fucking mattered, dude. And when Stallone got a hold of that script, I just heard an anecdote about this and I just read one in the book. When he got that script, Rambo died at the end. And they were more portraying him as like a, you know, the troubled protagonist, like an anti-hero that is going to ultimately get killed justifiably. And he he was the one who fought for it and he rewrote it. And he was like, this guy's a fucking hero. You can't, we can't have that perspective yeah. on this issue. It's too important. It was just going to be a a violent movie and this guy was just going to get blown to bits at the end. It was going to be more about restoring balance in America kind of thing. And I thought it was fun that he subverted it and was like, what happens if this guy is who we root for? I don't know. I thought it was good. Yeah. I'm glad you watched it guys. My friend, his friend gave him this pen. I'm going to come in slow for you so you can get the nice reveal. A lot of reflections. Oh, it's Nicole Kidman. Definitely from the AMC trailers at the beginning of every movie. What is that? I... Uh, she got him a patch, like a little thing to sew into your clothes or your backpack or something. How good is that? <laughs> dude? So funny. Oh my God. They're making it. Uh... Anyway, glad we watched it, man. This movie made me want to fucking go back to First Blood, dude. It made me want to go back to the Rockies, too. But it really made me think Mm. about First Blood. I was like, fuck, it's been a while since I've watched that one. And I've never seen... Last Blood was good. I've never seen three or four. How many are there? The newest Rambo is pretty good. Um, Dave? You know how many are? I think there's three. Three and then and then the recent one. And then the last last Blood. Blood. Mark is a huge fan of the Rambo franchise. All right, Dave's been trying to end this episode for 15 minutes, so we're going to go ahead and wind this down. Dave, anything you want to say before we go? No. All right. Not at all. (laughs) Thank you, Dave, as always, for editing and mixing this down. Thank you all for listening. I forgot to mention we have a link tree at the beginning, but if you've listened this long, please say hi to us. Literally just fucking say hi, and we'll say hi back, and that's it. That'll be the end of it. Thank you so much, film fans. We'll see you next week. Bye.